You're listening to Shift, Human First Financial Guidance with Ross Marino. Today, we are shifting the conversation with my friend, Susan Bradley. Hey, Susan. Hey, Ross. Good to be with you. Always good to have you on. You're with the Financial Transitionist Institute, the founder. You teach many advisors, including myself, how to help people through transitions, financial transitions. Can you start by explaining what that is and a little bit about the work that you guys do? Sure, thanks. Um, the word transitionist is interesting. It means one who is skilled and trained to manage change. So we're not general transitions, we're financial transitionists. And, you know, actually, that should be a description of anybody in the wealth advice giving business. Because when you're giving advice to people about their money, you absolutely come into contact with all their life events. That's how life moves forward. So what happens is it turns out also that the public hires financial advisors and financial planners to get ready for these events in their life. The ones they see coming like retirement or marriage and buying houses and business and to to prepare them for the stuff they can't see. And then they help them when the event happens because that's when the feathers hit the fan and things change quickly. And every decision then is important. It shapes the next stage. And then after managing the event, you have to adapt to it. So it's a multi-year process that your clients will have over and over again throughout the lifespan of your relationship with them. But here's the funny thing. We've taught, we've been taught to do the technical side of all of that, but not the personal side. And when these events are happening, stakes are high and people make more of their decisions based on their personal or their human side than they do on the rational or technical side. Um, There's research that says us humans tend to make almost all of our decisions with more of our emotional brain than our rational brain. That's good, but that's probably studying people in all ranges of life, not necessarily in in change and transition. So when, you know, the floor moves out from underneath you, when your life gets disrupted by an event, I would say it's pretty likely that more of your emotional brain is engaged than your rational brain. But we don't need to know who who's the driver, the technical or the emotional. But what I think we need is we need deep skills for the human experience of transition that blend well with all of the technical needs that people have when they go through these life events. Now, I went into the transitionist training many years ago. I had already been an advisor, a financial planner for at least 20 years at that point. I remember my impression up front when I was learning about the Institute and about transition planning. One of the first thoughts is, I'm doing this. Someone comes to me because they retire. Someone comes to me because they lost a job. And maybe there's a financial event, like, do I need a rollover? But I'm talking with people through this. And to some extent, I actually thought I was doing it, but it's really not the same when you're just trained on the technical as it is on the personal. But do you find that many advisors really feel like this is the work I'm already doing, Susan? Yeah, they'll, they'll say things like that. Well, that's just good financial planning. 
Um, and, and it is. There's nothing wrong with the CFP body of work or any of the other models for doing um, life planning, financial planning, like our wealth advisory work. They're just incomplete because we humans have a very different way of moving through the, the these sections of life when life is pivoting. Our brain works differently when we're assessing. Um, our attention span is shorter. Our memory is shorter. We tend to be more short-term than long-term thinking. They call it the amygdala hijack. All this real stuff is happening, and it always has been happening. It's very human. But the industry was created to solve the technical side. And it was too hard to really see the personal and the emotional side. But that is the driver. Truth is, Ross, most advisors do this work. Yes, they do work with clients in transition because it's unavoidable. I would hope, and uh, and I'd bet the ranch I don't own, that most of them do an okay job. People don't crash and burn every time there's an event, but there's more. There's, there's an additional level of skill and service that you can offer clients that make a measurable difference to your clients. Once they have that experience, they don't want to go back to the old way. And they tell their friends about it. That's why it's it's such a, a good business development thing to have a certified financial transitionist designation because you finally set yourself apart from all your peers who say, we work with clients in transition. I work with clients in transition, but I'm certified. And I've spent 12 months. I passed an exam. I'm, I'm held to, to standards. And I have ongoing training and, you know, come and see me and you'll see the difference. Most CEFTs can show the difference in their first meeting. I know one of the ways that we show the difference is not by avoiding what the client or prospect presents to us, but learning how to shift the conversation. So as an example, a client comes in and says, I have a rollover. I want to know what my options are. Clients and prospects tend to come to us with a financial situation. We ask what's going on. They give us a financial answer. But I know in order to really connect with them, to gain trust, to have insight into where they're at, and then to be able to help them, I have to shift the conversation. I have to shift it at least temporarily away from the numbers, away from the legalese and what your actual options are. I have to connect on a human level. What's a way that if someone came in and said, you know what, I have a rollover because I'm getting ready to retire and I want to talk about the rollover, how would a transitionist shift that conversation? I'd like to know more about the situation. How long have you been thinking about this? What's the conversation at home about this? What do you expect the end result to be? If you make a good decision now, what difference do you want it to make in your life? Who will benefit? Who won't benefit if you uh, if you don't make this decision? What's what's going on? Uh, what are the drivers? What's really important to you right now? Um, what would getting this rollover decision right? What would that look like to you? How do you make your best decisions? I wouldn't I wouldn't throw them this fast. I would be listening for an answer. That's actually one of the big things, Ross. Is it's the inquiry is the alignment, but that doesn't really work if you're not honestly listening. 
And if you have an expectation, you see someone and you say, oh, I know this kind of client. Oh, I know those kind of rollovers, therefore. And you kind of have a sequence you're ready to deliver. The truth is the humans are not algorithms. We can't take this human side and reduce it to some kind of AI that tells you or tells the client who they are and what they need and how they make their best decisions. And even if that were right, it's so much more respectful to ask and to be present for that and to line up with someone rather than to be the expert in this part of life, this personal part of life that we are not experts in. We're experts on the technical. I agree with that. I've learned it. I know it. I've shifted the conversation myself and watched how the conversations flow after that. I have a little post-it note right below the camera here. It's below my computer and above the microphone. It says shift the conversation. Hmm. The reason I have the post-it note is because I need the reminder. I still need the prompts. And what I find myself doing now that I actually have prompts is when someone asks a question about a particular a rollover, an insurance policy, some financial question, instinctively, Susan, my brain wants to answer that question and help mm -hmm. them out. Why is it instinctive to really just dive right in and say, okay, I know what you're asking. I have your answer. Well, I think there's two reasons. One is that's what you're trained to do. And the other is that's more, that's clearer, right? You, you you can see it, you can write this up, you can answer a question on ex an exam about that. When you lean into the personal side, it's not as clear. You're no longer the expert. You're something else. We call it a thinking partner. And it is not um, tightly defined. And most advisors don't like to be in sort of an uncertain space. They're used to understanding the question and understanding the solution. They have a set of tools that they bring and, and it works. And that's great for a technical challenge. But when we talk about these major life events, this is much more of an adaptive change model, an adaptive challenge, which is personal. And based on uh, all of that body of work, the answer is unknown, it's to be found. Now, that's a radical shift from someone who's used to knowing the answers, certainly being nice and liking your clients. You know, I haven't met a, a real jerk financial planner. They generally are well liked by their clients and they like the clients. Otherwise, they go someplace else. So you're already a nice person. You have all the technical. And if you're not sure, gosh, if I ask that question or if I go there, are they going to cry? Are they they don't know the answer to it? Um, I, I don't know what to do with the answer. It's just easier to avoid it. So that's why we give our training is about process. It's not assuming that you know the answer. It's helping clients in an internal discovery process. How do they make their best decisions when the stakes are high? What's happened before? What? How could I prepare you for a meeting? What do you like in a meeting? How do we follow up? How do we set you up to be comfortable and productive meeting after meeting as you, as you go forward? Or things like, um, what's going on now? What's, you know, now that you have this rollover, which implies that you're changing jobs or you're retiring, what else is happening? Most people say, well, oh, not much. You know, uh, the lawn service people didn't show up today or something. We're not 
we're not necessarily programmed to answer these kinds of questions. So you have to give the help. So we have a protocol called what has changed, for instance, and it covers 12 areas of life. Simple question. And how do you feel about this? Are you confident? Are you uncertain? Or are you fearful? So it's about cash flow and debt and that. And it's also about health and relationships and gifting and just two or three questions on a range of topics. It gives your client a much bigger landscape to engage with you in. And you'll find some things that maybe they think they're fearful, but they're really certain. Or you can see you thought they had this down, but they don't. Uh, or they never thought about that before. So it's not an end-all, be-all. It's a discovery. It's an articulation. It's some um, um, discovery between advisor and client. And then there's a, a process that you can consider. What, what would we do next? It leads you to the next and to the next and to the next. So sometimes people need help in really saying what's happening. I'll tell you a quick story. I gave a master class. And there are about 50 uh, very well-heeled, mature, advanced advisors because I try to give back to my peers. So it's it's like between us kind of thing. And I had tears from men who were selling their businesses or getting close to that, doing those business transitions. They had all the traits, the, the struggle traits, being overwhelmed and being inconsistent and 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 things like that, being really mentally tired at times, but they had no words for it. Mm. And the fact that they were able to say, yeah, that's me, and now I understand why, then they don't have to worry about it. They can lean into it and, and start to move forward. So we're also smart. We're also well-trained. We've got great credentials. We're fiduciaries. Yay for us. It, the professions come a long, long way, and I love the profession. But there's a missing element, and that's the transition expertise and skill set. As we see the shift to human-first financial guidance, one of the challenges that I know I've experienced and and you just voiced it is we have to ask questions where not only do we not know the answer, it's not our place to answer. You know, that's the guidance. It's asking somebody a question and letting them talk through it. And then as a reminder to myself, these are questions that people are normally asked and their answer, it may ramble and they may stumble because this isn't something that they've said a hundred times or they thought about to a point of here's where I am on this. So, so it, it could be a little bit messy. There's certainly some back and forth there. Uh, certainly the most rewarding part of my financial planning career is to go through those conversations. They're they're just wonderful. Well, we're looking forward to your conference that I know I will be at shortly. Yes. Looking forward to seeing the, there and uh, getting the training that the Financial Transitionist Institute offers. And as always, Susan, great for uh, you to be here. Thanks for being on the podcast. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Ross. Thank you for listening to Shift with Ross Marino. Please visit humanfirst.live to learn more. This show is for general information purposes only and is not intended to provide recommendations or advice. Speak with a legal, tax, or financial advisor before making any decisions. Past performance references are historical and do not guarantee future results.